This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Hi, and welcome back to the White Noise Show with Sarah and Christina. So, Sarah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Christina. Yes, how are you? I'm very well. To start the show off, people call it different things. I'm not sure what you call it. Dancing eyes, wobbly Wobbly eyes. eyes. I think what you're referring to is nystagmus. Nystagmus, that little understood condition. That's a short clip from The White Noise Show, a podcast recorded and presented by friends Sarah and Christina. The pair get together to talk about the kind of topics that affect people who have albinism and are visually impaired, which is something that they both have personal experience of. I spoke to presenter Christina Venning to find out why they feel it's important to talk about, in their own words, terrible eyesight, nystagmus, albinism and all things pale. So Christina, what exactly is The White Noise Show? So The White Noise Show is a talk show presented by myself, Christina and um, Sarah. We've been friends for 16 years and we have, over those 16 years, had many conversations about albinism and being visually impaired. And about four years ago, we thought, you know what? Actually, we enjoy talking and other people might enjoy what we're talking about. So we thought, let's do a podcast. So that's kind of how it came about. And so it's just basically a sort of irreverent snapshot of what we've been doing um, in the last week relating to kind of like albinism and visual impairment and how it's impacted on just like minutiae, you know, things that people might not think about and mm. that we then think are funny and um, yeah, stuff like that. How did you and Sarah meet? How did you become friends? We met at um, an albinism conference back in 99 and just you know some people you just hit it or she was young she was a bit younger than me and I, we were both young in the old days um and we just hit it off and from from sort of the get-go we obviously had some kind of connection and just chatted and we used to chat for hours on the phone and we you know we still do and have done ever since and we thought well let's harness these conversations into something productive well we think it's productive <laughs> and um and that's how kind of we created the white noise show So what kind of topics would you typically discuss for an episode of the show? So um, the current one that we put up, we're talking about when you go for a job interview, whether you should disclose whether you're visually impaired or not. We're talking about part of albinism. A lot of people have um, an eye condition called nystagmus, which means your eyes move. And that kind of presents challenges. And we look at it in a kind of like funny in a in a funny light, we're doing we've done a I've done an albinism uh, sorry a nystagmus challenge. So Sarah has to do various tasks which people with um, nystagmus find tricky, and we also sort of talk about it in a serious note as well, sort of from everyday experiences. So it was about kind of like eye contact and looking at people, and then in previous shows we've talked about you know more serious things about genetic testing, whether you you know if we ever got pregnant, if we do genetic testing, and um, we've talked about to use a mobility aid, a guide dog or a cane or not use a cane so basically every kind of aspect of being visually impaired but we're not very serious people so we we always like to put sort of a light-hearted spin on things. Do you think that's important to do that because in many respects that can make serious issues easier to deal with and also much more relatable as well? 
I think it is. Yeah, I think I think we do it because there, you know, there are a lot of there are things out there for visually impaired people that are serious, and and you know, and so they should be. You, you know, there's a time and a place for being serious, and there's a time and a place for taking another approach. You know, some situations you have when you're visually impaired, no one else would appreciate, and. I think it's nice to hear other people talking about them from a really down to earth kind of perspective. And so, you know, and, 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 and as we're both quite lighthearted people anyway, so obviously, you know, that we, we've talked about on the show um, in Tanzania, it's believed that if you kill an albino, um, somebody with albinism and use their body parts, you know, it's going to bring you um, good luck. And we slightly touched upon that, but I, we don't really think it's our place to talk about that because that is something very serious. But day to day things, I think being lighthearted about it, it makes it sort of so even if you're not visually impaired, you might be listening and and understand things a bit more as well from our perspectives yeah. and I think it's just good to to sort of be human and see that human side that actually a lot of times people don't see and I think that's you know it's nice I think it's nice for for people to think that just because you're visually impaired doesn't mean you're some kind of like alien race mm-hmm. and that actually you know you're you know things aren't as serious and you are allowed to be funny you know you can be funny and about being visually impaired because we're always making jokes about having albinism and having you know white hair and stuff like that and because we're comfortable with it as well we laugh about it some people might struggle with that a bit but I think you know it makes other people feel comfortable if you can kind of laugh at yourself yeah and situations you get into then I think it you know helps other people to think oh actually they're not scary people they're fine you know we can <laughs> laugh and it's all cool yeah, I mean, you mentioned what happens in Tanzania and some parts of Africa to people with albinism, and it's a disgusting situation and incredibly shocking. What kind of issues do affect people with albinism in the UK in terms of prejudice? I think that a lot of times it's just people not understanding because it's not a very common condition. I think people just don't understand it. And I think when you're at school and you're the only kid with albinism, you're you know, you do look different, you're pale, you you know, you do look different from everybody in your class. And there's always going to be the class bully um, who picks on anybody, you know, with your tall, short, fat, and I think you're just a target sometimes. But there's a certain group of people in society that struggles with difference. And they're the people that when you're walking down the street go, ha look, there's an albino. And you know, it doesn't happen very often now with me. I think when you're when you're when you're a grown up, it, it happens less. When you're a child, you know, I think it, people feel that they can just and other kids obviously, yeah. uh, you know, think they can they can yell things out at you. But to be honest, I don't. I, I people probably stare, but you know, my vision is not great. I don't notice, so ignorance <laughs> is bliss. But really, the main problem is being visually impaired. I think the colour of my hair. You know, people might stare, and as a kid, it was tricky. But as a grown-up, you know, I still do get the. Uh, you know, I mentioned on the, on one of the previous shows that we did, I was out running, and some teenagers shouted out, "Oh, look, there's an albino running!" Thought it was hilariously funny, and you know, it took me back. I, I you know, because it doesn't happen very often, I was yeah. like. <gasps> And somebody did it in front of one of my children once, and I found that deeply upsetting. I was really upset. I, do, I don't want people to to say things about me in front of my kids. I think it's really, it's just really disrespectful and and, and they're quite unpleasant. But generally, I, I think you know most people are kind of okay with it. Has it gotten better? Have you found that that kind of thing in society in general has that got better? Um, I think it possibly depends where you are. You know, it, it maybe depends where you live. 
and what community you live in. Um, I live in quite a sort of rural community in Suffolk and I've not I've not really had any problems here at all. Actually, probably things haven't changed from when I was at school, but I've changed. And I think it's how you deal with it mm. and how you perceive yourself. Um, so when I was a kid, you know, I'd get the usual things at school. And when I was out with my friends in town, because I was, you know, I was young, other young people thought it was all right for, for you know, to say things and yell things at me. But as I've got old, Order, I think I care about it less and like I said people will stare I'm sure they stare but I don't notice and I've become happier and more confident with who I am and now really it doesn't bother me in the slightest to be honest. So in terms of the white noise show what kind of feedback have you had from other people who have uh, listened to it who may have albinism or are visually impaired? We've had a lot of really great feedback. I think it's because people can relate to it because there's nothing out there really for people to listen to and think, ha, huh, that happened to me or, oh my goodness, or, oh, you do that too because it's not a very common thing and a lot of people with albinism haven't ever met somebody with albinism before. So just to hear that someone else is sharing your experiences, I think you can really you can really relate to it. And so people have been really positive and, and enjoyed the show. And we've got, had lots of emails and nice comments and, you know, it, yeah, no, it's been good. Now, as a podcaster, what advice would you give to anyone who would maybe like to set up their own show like yours? Could they go about it? Oh my goodness, it's so easy to set up a podcast. All you need to do is have an internet connection, Skype, and just have something to talk about, something that you feel passionate about talking about. And if you have a friend, you know, it's great. If you have somebody that you, you know, you've got a connection with and you know really well, you know, I think that's great. Listening to other people talking is always compelling. You know, doesn't doesn't you know, it could be it could be about anything, mm -hmm. but I think there's something really compelling about listening to two people chatting. You really, you know, you you focus in and you kind of get swept along with what they're saying. So all you need is a subject, something that you're passionate about, and maybe somebody who you get on really well with, and anybody can do it. It's, it's easy and there's so much space out there for podcasts. These days it's just easy. So, Christina, how can anyone who is listening to us listen to The White Noise Show? Um, well, you can find us at thewhitenoiseshow.com and we're also on Twitter at White Noise Show. And uh, you can also download it from iTunes as well. Christina Venning, thank you very much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.